0: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.
1: Hey everyone, this is Colin Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. You are listening to the RotoViz highlight reel on RotoViz Radio. On the highlight reel, each week we feature the top articles on RotoViz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings. For those of you who don't know, RotoViz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Today we're going to be looking at some of the content on RotoViz.com, as I mentioned, and we're going to be looking at the Dynasty Watch series, and I'm delighted to be joined. By the author of the series, John Lipinski. You can follow John on Twitter at ff underscore ski ball. That is S K I ball. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, thanks for having me on, Calm. Appreciate it. No problem. I'm really looking forward to diving into this because uh, I, I love uh, all types of fantasy football, but Dynasty is uh, what I what I do love the most overall. Uh, this is going to be the fourth edition of the show. On the show so far, uh, we've had uh, myself hosting three of them. Dave Kaban hosted the other one. Neil Dutton will be hosting shows moving forward as well uh, as part of a trio here but it's uh, it's, uh, it's been fun so far and I, I just think the show is going to grow from strength to strength because the, the content on Rotoviz so far uh, this off season and heading into the season, I know the team is going to be extremely, extremely strong and everyone's excited about what is going to happen. As I mentioned, the season is quickly approaching and it is approaching very, very rapidly. We're recording this on Tuesday, the 5th of September. The season starts with Thursday Night Football this Thursday. Get ready for the season with a subscription to Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and is available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it supports the pod. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. So we've talked about how to get a discount. Now we want to get everyone who's listened to the show to go and make sure they sign up because we're going to talk about the wonderful content that is on the site and uh, it's the Dynasty Watch. I'm going to let you break into the the premise of the article, what is really uh, what the content is, and then we'll dive deeper into it after you give a, a brief introduction to it.
2: Sure. Well, uh, my first one, I took a look at a little bit of the, uh, you know, just dove deep into a few players there with some of the preseason movement. Um, But really, this is a regular season uh, series of articles that is going to kind of look at how guys' uh, dynasty values shift through the regular season. that In the offseason, you're really looking at mostly personnel moves, uh, injury news, things like that. That kind of influence, um, you know, guys' dynasty value. Whereas in the regular season, a lot of it is more tied to their performance. That you know, if a guy goes out and has a couple big games, all of a sudden he puts himself on the radar. Uh, you know, you also have things like injuries and uh, you know, uh, playing time coming to uh, coming to effect there. That you know, if you look at on Rotoviz we have the Snap Report app that tracks uh, the snaps for. Uh, all the different teams of the specific positions, you know, sometimes you can kind of get a little heads up when a guy's usage is starting to increase, even if it's not shown up in the box score that, um, you know, if you see a guy who's getting more snaps, even if maybe he's not getting the targets yet, it's important to be able to pounce a week early on these guys before they really blow up. So um, at the same time, it's also, you know, if you have a guy who has a big week, Um, or two, especially young guys, uh, their value can shoot through the roof. And you got to decide, hey, do I want to hold this guy or do I want to move this guy? So uh, just kind of tracking guys throughout the season, looking at where the dynasty values are going and kind of how to play these different situations. is what i'm going to be trying to do with the series
1: yeah and i always look at dynasty a bit like uh, if you are buying and selling stocks you know uh, you know on the on the marketplace and when you're looking at players you might be picking up somebody now and you're thinking yeah this guy in four or five weeks is going to have a nice increase in value based on opportunity and it's about getting those and then as you mentioned deciding whether to move them or whether to keep them so you mentioned uh, some of the you know some of the aspects of it do you want to go in first into the tools you used or do you want to talk about the players you used i'll leave that completely up to you
2: uh, well, I mean, uh, I could start talking about, um, you know, the, the first preseason article I did was looking at a few uh, first-round draft picks from 2014 that are now kind of, you know, an inflection point, I think, that um, we're looking at, you know, guys like uh, Rashad Perryman, Kevin White, Nelson Aguilar. These are all three guys that, you know, very recently, you know, kind of late in the off season here, I've really seen their value kind of shift a little bit, that Aguilar is a guy who... Um, you know, was pretty much left for dead, and now it's looking like he's going to be the starting slot wide receiver. So he's going from undrafted to kind of just there at the bottom, you know, uh, you know, kind of getting picked up at the end of a lot of drafts. And he's not somebody I'm really excited about, but he's also a guy that if you're one of those dynasty holders who's kind of holding on to him for a long time here, this might be your best window to sell, or you know, you can kind of ride into the regular season to hope he gets a few targets, maybe scores a touchdown, and see if you can find somebody else who believes in him. Um, but then you also have Rashad Perryman that. You know, he was a guy that was slated to be the number two in Baltimore, um, you know, going into the season. And then all of a sudden, Jerry Ma- Jeremy Macklin happened, you know, just out of nowhere. It's like, okay, you know, you know, who who are they going to throw it to in Baltimore? That, you know, a lot of times you look at these guys where uh, I think it's a little dangerous where you have guys getting drafted really high, like Perriman was uh, for a little bit there. That everybody says, okay, you know, uh, who else are they going to throw it to? All they have is Mike Wallace, Perriman, and then a bunch of nobodies. When you have one of those situations, a lot of times that means, hey they're going to bring somebody else in and you know as soon as Macklin and Eric Decker got cut everybody started panicking and sure enough um they brought Macklin in there so Perriman's value kind of went a roller coaster this off season where he started off going pretty high you know everybody's looking for him a first round pick should be getting a lot of targets this year then they brought Macklin in it dipped back down and Uh, Then Perman got injured too. And that's been one of the stories with this guy over his short career so far that he's been injured, you know, pretty much constantly. Um, But, you know, in the midst of that, he did play 16 games last year. So um, I think his price has been depressed a little bit so far. And, um, you know, he's probably at a point where if you own him, he's a guy you want. Want to hold going into the season, and hope he can kind of put together some big games there. Or uh, if you don't own him, he's a guy you might want to buy. I mean, his competition for targets there uh, are two—you know—older guys, and Mike Wallace and Macklin. Um, Macklin, I, I, I think he can rebound, but you know, I kind of preach caution with that in that—you know—Kansas City, and I, I know some of it might have been for calf reasons they let him go, but this is a team that uh, you know is expecting to be in the playoffs this year. You know, Kansas City is not a team that's tanking in any way, shape, or form, and their depth chart behind Macklin is, you know, spotty at best. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill is one of the most polarizing guys, but behind him, you know, uh, Chris Conley, Albert Wilson, you know, none of these guys are exactly inspiring. And to watch a, a competitive team r- get rid of a guy like Macklin, you kind of got to question, hey, do they know something we don't? So I mean, Permin is one of those guys that I, I, I kind of feel like. You know, he might not start the year um, as a guy that's really going to be, you know, busting down the door. But, uh, you know, if either Wallace or Macklin gets injured or underperform, or even as a guy, you know, from a dynasty perspective, looking at next year. You know, we don't know what, you know, Wallace or Macklin are going to be heading to that season. He's a guy that I'd, you know, kind of be trying to acquire on the cheap, you know, not overpaying for him. But, you know, seeing if an owner is, uh, you know, frustrated with his, you know, his injury history or just, you know, the fact that he wasn't that great last year. You know, he's he's a guy that I think it's kind of worth taking that long shot on. Um, And the third guy I talked about there is Kevin White that – He's a guy who, who he actually had the highest dynasty value heading into this year, which, you know, really had done not much to justify that, that we, we only have a f- you know, four game sample of him playing last year. And he was pretty terrible in those four games. Um, but at the same time, the Bears did t- target him heavily when he did play. So he's a guy that, you know, he was kind of middling along there. There was negative reports about him. And then Cameron Meredith got injured. And so all of a sudden, his value kind of took a spike up there where people started paying attention to him again, saying, hey, they're going to have to throw it to somebody. And they showed last year that they would throw it to him. So um, he's a guy who, you know, my personal feeling is that you probably try if you, you're, you're if you own him, you probably try and sell him now. Um, if you can, you know, maybe take that safe little bump that he's getting from Meredith being out and see if somebody, you know, they, they look at this guy who's uh, you know, got the prototypical wide receiver one build. You know he's, he's, you know, he's tall, he's athletic, he's big. And, you know, they might say, hey, you know, th- this guy could really emerge here. Um, you, you could probably sell him for a nice little price right now that people are looking at him as a wide receiver one on that team. Or you could roll the dice and wait until the season and see if he does actually put together a few big games. Um, I'm not a believer in his talent. You know, I think he's overrated as a prospect, um, and I think a lot of people are of that opinion. But uh, as soon as he puts together a big game or two, you know, people might be able to say, "Hey, uh, you know, the, this guy's got something," and it doesn't even have to be good to do that. You know, we've seen plenty of players put together a couple of big games, especially if they're being forced fed targets. So that, that's a bit more of a uh, roll the dice play there. But um, like Aguilar, he's not a guy I'd be looking to acquire necessarily, but uh, definitely somebody who, you know, he's at that inflection point where, depending what he does in the early part of the season here, his value could either keep going up for the moment. Or drop back
1: down. Yeah, when you're looking at players like this, and I think kind of obviously what you're trying to do with this series is pinpoint players who can go and have a, a huge bump up in their attributes over the next uh, pretty much over the next four months to, towards the end of the season. When you're looking at players who've done that over the last couple of years, you're looking at somebody like Devontae Adams who had a massive increase. You know, he was two years ago, and people were starting to think of you know he's going to be a boss He's not going to do anything. He had, a, he had a nice season overall last year, although. He had a lot of drops and so on for the Packers. Uh, in fantasy football terms, he was uh, statistically very good, so you get a huge increase in value there. Devontae Adams is somebody, though, that I'm uh, drafting quite a bit of this off season, and uh, maybe some of these guys will be getting picked up in your drafts as well as we talk through on the rest of the show. But I've been joined, and I've been playing a play draft uh, a lot this last couple of weeks, and uh, you can come and join me and play on draft today. Download the app anytime, anywhere. Just search draft in the App Store or on the Apple Store, Any anywhere you get your apps for your cell phone for your iPad whatever you're using at this time to listen to this podcast so you can join up in minutes play any game right there on your phone or on your tablet or else you can play on your computer at playdraft.com really and truly whenever you want for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when they make their first deposit and all you have to do is use the promo code rv radio that's right play for real money the first time around for free using the promo code rv radio on your first deposit on draft so just go and search on the the app store or else go to playdraft.com And come and uh, play against me or uh, any of the other RV guys and use the promo code RV Radio. So, you mentioned the the guys there. Have you been uh, drafting any of them uh, so far this offseason? I picked up a little bit of Perriman. That's where I've been going with that. That
2: I've not. Aguilar and White were not guys that I was into. Aguilar actually picked up a couple times last year in startups. Um, You know, he was was so cheap and, you know, he he hadn't had a great rookie year, but, you know, it was worth taking a shot on him. And then I, I think with him at this point, we've got enough uh, data at the NFL level of him just being bad in the NFL. Um, whereas guys like Perriman, Perriman, it wasn't great last year, but he wasn't terrible either. And, uh, white, you know, he was terrible in his four games and, uh, just has not stayed healthy. And, uh, you know, also just looking, you know, 90% of his training camp news, he could throw out, um, you know, but White has not been getting positive buzz in training camp. You know, you hear the reports that they had to, you know, try to show him videos from college to remind him that he used to be good. It's not exactly encouraging stuff. And uh, I try not to let that too much unduly influence me. But, you know, uh, combined with you know the fact that I already thought he was overrated as a prospect. You know, uh, I'd be more excited about guys like Kendall Wright on the Bears than, uh, than a guy like Kevin White. So
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel pretty much uh, the same way. Then moving on to some of the, the Rotoviz tools that you used. You mentioned earlier the Snap report. Uh, any tools, uh, you know, talking about com that you use on a, a regular basis more than others maybe that you want to highlight?
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh- the snap report is really useful in season, I think, to to get a look at stuff that a lot of times we're looking at these box scores as fantasy players and just seeing, hey, what happened? You know, how many how many targets did a guy get? Um, you know, uh, how many catches did he make? That doesn't always tell the full story. Like if a guy suddenly is starting to get more snaps, he's on the field more. You know, maybe in that particular game he didn't get targeted as much, but it's still useful to see how he's being deployed. So I think the snap report's a good one to always look at. Uh, the box score scout is always useful. Uh, you know, especially when you're researching guys that maybe. Are not guys that you know a whole lot about. You know, we're talking about, you know, like like rising up in comers, maybe prospects that you didn't really do your research on. You know, in the off season, uh, suddenly start doing something. You go in there and say, hey, you know, how was this guy this prospect? Like, let, let me go take a look and and see what he was uh, see what he's doing if he's somebody like worth pursuing there. Um, you know that uh, you can go in there and, and find some some numbers and kind of get the similarities uh, the uh, the comps for them, you know player comps to say, hey, you know, does he profile like this guy? If you get if you get a list of guys who you know are similar to him and everybody on the list has been a failure, uh, you, you can kind of say, well, may, may, maybe I shouldn't get too excited about this guy and blow my uh, my f- uh, free agent budget on him, you know. Um, and also, the Rotoviz screener is just one of the best tools out there. I mean, uh, it, it takes a little while to to really figure out all the things you can do with it. But with that screener, I mean, you can do similarity searches. You can get, you know, just historical stats for for all these different seasons, for all these different stats that we have here on Road Um It's it's a super powerful tool that just you know, if you're into doing your own fantasy research, I mean, there's nothing like it. You know, as far as just being able to to easily plug in a few parameters and get, you know, some, some really great filtered lists of what you're looking for to to do your research. So I, I end up using those a lot. And also um, we have the air yard screener here. Um, Josh that, uh, yep. From yeah. Josh. And uh, he's done some excellent work with that, that uh, if you look on there, that can also tell you a little bit of a story that goes beyond just the box score, you know, to look at stuff that, um, is really meaningful as far as the amount of air yards guys getting targeted for and maybe say, Hey, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of targets, but the value of those targets, the depth of those targets, you know, is important as far as fantasy scoring goes. And, uh, the racer metric on there is also, you know, probably a better measure of efficiency than anything else we have out there. So, uh, you know, looking at some more in depth stuff, sets like that. If, you know, if a guy has a good few weeks and you're saying, Hey, is he the real deal or not? you know you can kind of take a look at this and say well you know maybe not maybe it just as the beneficiary of uh you know some some fluky circumstances but uh, if you go back and like dig deep on this stuff it can really help you make your decisions
1: yeah you also mentioned earlier that it's kind of a way of uh trying to stash guys maybe on the end of rosters that will turn into something but also for redraft purposes do you think it will have an impact uh this season for redraft for yourself or the the readers or do you think it's gonna be more off uh, a dynasty perspective i find a lot of the time playing dynasty just because you're looking for those deeper kind of stashes on your roster helps you with redraft but if you are say purely a redraft player do you think uh, this will also help you maybe for those uh, waiver wire pickups during the season
2: yeah, I think so. And I think uh, I forget exactly who's writing the columns that we do have some specific waiver wire, uh, you know, uh, columns coming out, you know, in season uh, articles being written on RotoViz that'll focus specifically on the redraft. But, you know, obviously I'll be the, the guys I'm going to be looking at uh, are going to have a lot of crossover with that. And, you know, I'll, I'll be taking the dynasty slant there, but it's still going to give you some of the research to look at these guys and say, hey, is this guy legit or not? You know, I mean, the, the big difference will be, you know, the, the pricing of them as far as like, hey, if it's if it's a younger guy who's breaking out, then obviously in dynasty it you know whether it's trade or whether it's a uh, you know waiver wire um you know it, they're going to come at a higher cost than what you're looking at in redraft most likely for for these younger guys but um it definitely will uh, be some useful information for players of pretty much any format i think
1: Obviously, i uh, been part of the team here at Rotoviz as well. Uh, I love uh, fantasy football. I love the NFL. But one of the things that I really do love about the NFL season for many reasons is uh, getting into getting to put some action on the games. And I, I do like to bet a lot. Uh, you know, in, in Ireland here, it's very easy to bet. You can pretty much bet in any street corner. But I like to bet online. And with me being here, sometimes it's a little bit tougher to get the perfect market that you want. I find... Right now, my preferred sports book is MyBookie. I've been using them pretty much over the last uh, two seasons, and I, I really stuck true to them last season. I was very, very impressed with what they did. And for the 2017 season, there's no doubt that that is the only site I'll be using. It is MyBookie.ag. They have everything you need, fast payouts, in-game, live betting, and all-new all, and all new sports mobile app. And you know, sometimes it's not just uh, when I'm sitting on my computer I want to put on a wager. I want to put on those live uh, bets when the game is in the action. And their, their new mobile site is uh, pretty... Revolutionary, very, very simple to use and uh, to do when you're signing up. To get a nice little bonus. They will match your first deposit up to 100%. All you have to do is use the promo code ROTORECAP while signing up. Whatever you deposit on your first go, they will match that 100%. So you're pretty much making money just to sign up. And then as week one has approached, uh, you can start to really uh, cash in and uh, really start to have some more fun on the games. I just I like to find little ways to make all the games a little bit more interesting. And when you have uh, a couple of dollars on the game, it always makes it a lot, lot more interesting. So that is promo code ROTORECAP photo recap on the website as well as uh, my and that is my so as we move on we start to, to let uh, see what your your next piece of research is going to be as we bounce forward into the season uh, where do you think uh, the article will kind of lead as you report through the season i mean w- one of the things i really hope to do is to try and get out in front of some
2: players um and highlight them before they become a hot item you know that uh uh, really try and take a look at maybe some lesser owned guys. You know, I mean, obviously there's going to be some big movement for certain guys in the season that everybody's going to be talking about. But um, I think you look at one of my favorite players uh this year was uh Cameron Meredith, R.I.P. You know, I mean, he, he got knocked out <laughs> yeah uh, pretty early, and I, I had pretty high ownership of him, and I'm kind of bummed about that one. But he was a guy last year that um, you know, I actually was not on, and I wish I was. Um, that you know once he started breaking out for the bears, uh, he broke out in kind of a big way and put up a lot of big games over the remainder of the season, but he's somebody that really nobody was talking about. Um, I feel like you know that uh, you know the, his opportunity came up all of a sudden you know due to injury and uh, Kevin White going down. And um, he really took advantage of it. But, you know, you didn't hear a whole lot of buzz for him heading into that Uh, as a guy that was going to mean something. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I can kind of unearth this year's version of that, um, you know, as we go through the weeks and and take a look at somebody and say, hey, you know, this is a guy who – you know, stash him real quick and see what he does before he has a chance to blow up. So I'm hoping to kind of target some of that. And then, you know, I'll probably keep doing some dynasty content in the off season that dynasty really is, you know, the format that I play the most of this. And, you know, I do a decent amount of best ball and now, you know, there's a dynasty best ball leagues too, which kind of marries uh, the best of both worlds there. But, um, you know, I'm hoping to do some more dynasty content in the off season. You know, leading up to this season, uh, a lot of my articles were a little more dynasty focused, um, looking at the uh, the different draft classes and how they stacked up at the different positions. So uh, I'll probably be moving forward with some of that. But uh, you know, during this season, it's going to be, you know, really looking, uh, like I said, for those undervalued dynasty guys. And uh, I also have a series where. I uh, joined the FFPC's Terminator tournament. I got an entry in there, so I'm going to be uh, doing a running diary of my experience in there. And you know, might be a flaming dumpster fire of failure, might be a you know great success with fame, fortune, and glory. <laughs> um you know leaning more towards a dumpster fire right now but either way it should be fun to see how that goes and see who i have to uh kill off from my team each week
1: <laughs> yeah you know, that's always a tough part uh, maybe somebody you're very high on that you think that uh yeah i want to keep him all season then you have to make part ways early on and you know it's kind of similar when you're looking at a player maybe like cameron married you mentioned him so we'll talk about him but you know when somebody has a, a few nice weeks maybe two maybe one week maybe two weeks maybe it starts to graduate obviously when it gets to four or five weeks you can see a trend and people People all start to buy in. But, you know, sometimes we see a player have a nice week and a lot of the time our thoughts are, yeah, maybe he got lucky and maybe it's not going to happen for the rest of the season. You, you kind of keep your waiver wire budget that week and you don't bother uh, buying into him. And then maybe that player goes on and helps somebody uh, win a league over the you know the last six or seven weeks of the season. How quickly, uh, I think this is par- partly why I'm saying this, is I think this is what your article is going to be very strong on. This year is going to be helping people to buy into those players at, at the right time. When do you think is the right time when you're you're trying to buy into a player? You know, are you are you gonna like you mentioned you missed on Meredith last year buying an early? Do you think it's something that you might be a little bit quicker to jump in on this year? Definitely. I mean, I, you know, I think that part of the reason I
2: wanted to look at some of this stuff is I feel like that's maybe in the past has been, you know, a little bit more one of my weaknesses. I've always been a little more cautious uh especially with my my free agent budget um you know and, and I miss out on some of these guys earlier in the season cuz I'm uh, you know not even that I don't want the guys, I just am not willing to necessarily pony up the uh, the money for them and uh already this off season the first the first waiver run I've uh, I've been spending some big money on a couple guys that um that have fallen that you know one league you know I, I i'm not as high on chris hogan as most people are and i actually own chris hogan in a couple leagues going into this so i, I took a nice uh got a nice profit off of that you know with uh you know hopefully with edelman going down but um you know there, there's one league where he wasn't owned heading into it and I, I put in a, a big enough bid to pick him up there um whereas you know in the past i might have said ah eh, you know we'll, we'll wait and see like i said i'm not as high on him as some people are but uh you know I acknowledge there's the opportunity there i, I you know trying to read Bill Belichick's mind is a fool's errand. You're not going to, you're not going to say, oh, this is how Bill Belichick's going to use these guys. I, I don't pretend to know that. So at, at that, at that point, it's like, Hey, you know, um, you know, you mentioned Devonte uh, Adams earlier. It's like, you know, he's a guy who was bad, but he's on a, a great offense, and then he broke out. You know, Chris Hogan's a guy who's actually good. You know, like I said, I owned Chris Hogan in a couple spots. I really liked him, and he's on a great offense. I mean, uh, you know, if he gets the targets, he could break out in a big way. So, um, in that one league, I said, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up a, a pretty decent bid for him and, and see where it gets me. Instead of trying to hoard my money, even if it leaves me in a thinner position throughout the rest of the year. Uh, try being aggressive early on on stuff. So I mean, he's not a—he's an example of more of a big ticket guy I'm looking at. Um, but I think it's important to to really l- know your league, know the settings, know your roster size, and kind of how guys are valued. That um, you know, it's difficult sometimes. You have those last two guys on your bench. Maybe guys have been holding for a while, and you're you're hoping they break out. And you know, you're looking at making that free agent bid, and you're saying, hey, you know, it, it's the bid here, but it also comes at the cost of dropping one of these guys that I really like. You know, so it it can make it tougher. Um, You know, especially if you've got some guys stashed. So it it really depends on the format. If you're in a deep enough format, then you know you need to go get some of these guys right away. If you're in a shallower format, you know it makes your decisions a little tougher. Um, So uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of it's kind of gauging your league and where you're at. But I'll try and provide some general advice of, you know, hey, this guy's a real deal, and then. You know, as far as your actual spending goes, what
1: percentage of budget? You know, you really got to kind of know your format. I think. Yeah, it's always that dilemma, and you know, you're trying to decide to whether to cut somebody or pick somebody up. And when you're talking about the the format, uh, anyone that ever asked me about uh, fantasy leagues, that the the key is, uh, particularly in dynasty, is the format you need to know. You know the roster sizes, the construction of the rosters, uh, even down to the fact on waivers. Different leagues are going to have different uh, fab budgets. I have some leagues where it's the twenty five hundred. I have some leagues where it's two hundred. You just need to know what you're spending, and it's always fun when that waiver wire uh, runs on a you know on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and you see some of the the money, and somebody's just blowing their whole budget. I, I, a few leagues, I'm in mean, this year when Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement. <laughs> there's guys in them leagues with uh, uh, n- yeah. n- no dollars left. So we'll see if that works for them as the season goes on. Sometimes you take those big chances, and it works out it's like if you're at a casino and you throw all your money and all your chi- all your chips into the middle of the table <laughs> sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but i, I think this article is going to be f- fantastic throughout the season i'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you john for all the listeners make sure you're following john on twitter it's at ff underscore Skiball. as i mentioned at the start that is s-k-i-b-a-l-l and that's gonna do us for today's edition of the Rotoviz Highlight Reel brought to you by Draft and my Bookie. Uh, the next edition will be coming out on Friday. The the role of this is to post on a Wednesday and a Friday, so two shows a week talking with two different writers about the great content up on rotoviz.com. I'm Colin Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland and until the next one, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Highlight reel. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Roto-Viz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast.
0: plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment.